You're listening to Powerful, Passionate Voices, co-creating the next chapter of human evolution. This is the voice of leadership, and it's time to turn up the volume. Do you feel lost without a sound? Are you waiting to be found? Have you lost sight? In all the darkness, open your eyes, see the light. Don't give in to all that's around you. This is the time to listen inside you. The voice that whispers deep in your soul, it'll tell you the truth, what you already know. Turn up the volume. Lock out the noise, turn off the volume, keep your own voice, it's a soul's whisper you can't deny, turn off the volume, Welcome to the Voice of Leadership Radio Network, I'm Linda Lombardo. Tom Golia is off this week. This is a pre-recorded program, so if you'd like to comment or ask questions, please do so on our Facebook event page at The Voice of Leadership. We'd love to hear from you. Writer, photographer Carol Mossa is a self-proclaimed Renaissance soul. She created Earth's School of Love to heal the planet one thought at a time. Carol says that Earth's School of Love was never her idea. The fully formed thought came to her one busy morning while sitting at her desk in her studio. At that time, she had absolutely no idea what she was supposed to do with it, but she recalls knowing intuitively that she had just been given something of great importance. Now, several years later, she is devoted to using her keen eye for photography, her writing skills, and her immense gratitude for this life to create these singular works of art, conversation starters, and a platform for healing. Let's bring her right on with us and learn more about Carol and Earth School of Love. Carol, welcome to the Voice of Leadership Radio. Oh my God, how exciting, Linda! Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I've been a listener, but I never thought I would be a guest. This is a true honor. Thank you so and much look for having me. You are. Oh, oh you're so God. welcome. Thank you're you. so welcome. It's really good to be on the air with another Renaissance soul. You know. <laughs> I know we are kindred spirits, aren't we? We are. There's so many incredible paths to take in this one lifetime, at least the lifetime that we remember, right? The one we remember, yeah. You know, I um, I remember I, I, I used to be married, and uh, my husband at the time said to me, could you just pick one thing? Could you pick one thing and just do one thing? At the time, I was a floor-cloth artist. I, was, I had started a sewing company. I was a seamstress. I was making clothes for young girls. And I remember having great shame, feeling great shame around that, like, wow, what's wrong with me? Why can't I pick one thing? Certainly society expects us to find one thing, one career path, and pursue that our whole lives, right? So I felt horrible about that. And it wasn't until many years later, obviously, that marriage ended and I found my voice and I found so much more. And I realized that all those things that I did, that I did well, um, 
actually contributed to the the woman that I was becoming. So Renaissance women, Renaissance souls rise up, you know, there's there's no shame in being in being multi talented and um oh, I think these that's are fabulous that I've been different. Yeah, so, um, ex- exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, for me I was gonna say for me, it's it, it's about I guess my shame comes in that I've got so many different things in the house. You know, there's the place with the art supplies. There's a place with a little light box so I can do photography yep. of of my vintage right. jewelry. There's there's oh. my writing. There's oh, yeah. you know, it's it's just it's just everywhere and and I love it. And yet sometimes I look around and I think, "All right, come on. Just get real and get this stuff out of the house." <laughs> and yet it's me. It's all it's, it's all you. part of it's me. You. Yeah, and it it's satisfies you. a different part of me. Um, it's interesting so, because when when I was living that life, I created these amazing little dresses for for you know, I had two daughters, and at the time, um, my oldest Catherine was she was a toddler, and I created these really cute little dresses, gingham dresses, and I designed them, and I I I sewed them all up, and I had hang tags for them, and I put them in the closet, and I was getting ready to go out on and make my first sales call. I had a list of boutiques to go to, so I loaded up my car with these beautiful little dresses, and I went into Newport, Rhode Island, and there was my first sales call, and I couldn't get out of the car. I could not get out of the car. Fear gripped me. I was terrified oh. to put myself out there. I was terrified to put my work out there. And so many years later when I left that home and I was cleaning out my things, getting ready to move, I found those dresses. And, oh, my God, I realized that I had been given, you know, along the way, this great idea. Catherine's of Kingston, it was called. And, um, and I choked. And the beautiful thing about where I am now and with Earth School of Love is I get out of the car. I get out of the car, I take my work, and I walk into shops, cold calls, and I say, hi, my name is Carol. I'm the founder of Earth School of Love. Do you have a few minutes? And, I, and it's the part of the job that I, that I dislike most, but it's essential because I have to put the work out there. And I had a, had a thought one day that, Finally, the universe, the angels are up there clapping. You know, the first day I got out of my car and walked into a shop, you know, they almost, I had a sense, they breathed a sigh of relief, like she's 59 years old. She finally did it. She finally finally got out of the car. She finally got out of the car. And I think it's an interesting, symbolically, it's interesting that I'm leaving October 15th to go cross country and back with my work. I'll be getting out of the car a lot. I'll be in the car a lot too, but I'll be getting out of the car a whole lot. And um, it's amazing. It's just amazing how far the universe has just, I can't even begin to tell you how, how connected this work has made me feel to well, I want purpose. you to begin to tell All us because that's what we're here for. <laughs> and, okay. And, okay. And, and a thought, a thought when you said we're talking about, you know, I couldn't get out of the car, and now the angels are clapping because you got out of the car. I actually, I actually believe that that when when we get stalled or, or our fear is greater than our compelling purpose. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. part of a it's part of a design plan. I, I you know, I think of all the different directions I I could have gone in along the way and sometimes either I was too afraid to do it or it didn't feed me back. It didn't give mm-hmm. me anything even though I was passionate about it and loved it. 
And and at this point in my life, I say, you know, when you hit a roadblock like that or something's not feeding you back, then maybe it's because it's not the thing that's meant to feed you. Oh, absolutely. I totally get that. Absolutely. You know, even though you can do it, yeah. and as a Renaissance yeah. soul, we all know we're good yeah. at a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, a lot people usually say, is there something you don't do? Is there something you can't do? And you just kind of shrug because it's like, look, I don't, I'm not making this up. This is just who I am. Right? right? And so I hear that in you. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love my life. I have, I just, I am, I love this time in my life. I love the work I'm doing. I love the people that I'm meeting. You know, and it occurred to me the other day that, you know, through it all, through the dark years, what I came out the other end and I found me. And in all of that I found me. And I have a sense that now on this journey I'm going out there to find you. You know, I'm going out there to find everybody else because I never connected. I was always I thought I was a loner. I thought I was an introvert. Turns out I'm not. <laughs> turns out it turns uh. out I'm not. I love to meet people. I love to talk to people. And for me Facebook has just been an amazing experience, you know. I've just found some of the most compassionate and um and and, and passionate people that um that I've ever ever met. and some of them I have never met in person, you know. But I hope to. I hope to meet some of them when I maybe on the here. road trip, right? On the road. Yeah. I've had I have you know, someone who Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. It's be great. You know, what's interesting is when I hear you talk about being an introvert and then saying, and, and you know what, I'm not. It, it Sometimes introverts are made as opposed to being born. And it's, mm. it's um, I, I you know, I have a friend and colleague who, um, who even though I test extremely high uh, in Myers-Briggs as an introvert, I, mm. I can practically go off the chart Mm-hmm. And she'll say to me, uh, "You're not. You're not an introvert. You you were made into an introvert. You know. Again, you know. They say when all else fails, blame your childhood. So maybe there was something in my childhood that did that. I was, you know, I yeah. I was better off not not heard, not seen. That was my mm-hmm. was kind of my safety place. And and yeah, so I'm curious for you. Was there something yeah. like that for you? I want our listeners to know a little yeah. bit about you. Yeah. So maybe that's a yeah. good starting place. Um, growing up, I was, you know, I, I'm not unique. I came from a, a dysfunctional home. My dad, God bless him, was was an alcoholic. He died sober, but he was an alcoholic. And um, we, I was silenced a lot. You know, I was, I had those secrets. You know, don't tell anybody. So, I grew up um, not being heard. I grew up. My mom did the best she could. You know, um, but she was busy worrying about my dad. So. You know, that informed a lot of the relationships that I formed over the years. And I think it's no coincidence that I married people, uh, you know, who um, represented in, in one way or another that same that same dynamic. And so the silencing continued, you know. And and I, I at the end of the, you know, my, my marriage, I really didn't have a voice. I really didn't know who I was. And... You know, I look back now and I realize that everything happens for a reason, truly. And had I stayed in that relationship, and we're friends today, you know, we're we're, we're great friends today, and he's a great dad. Um, had I stayed, I wouldn't be doing, I never would have had a chance to find my voice and to use the um, the God-given talents that I, that I have because I had a great, um, comfortable life, you know. Um, everything looked good on the outside. The stuff was all there, and um, 
And we were okay on the outside looking in, but I was dead inside. I was spiritually bankrupt inside. So, um, you know, again, it took what it took. It took what it took for me to find my voice, to find my passion, and truly to find my purpose. Because if I look at all of the things that I do as that Renaissance woman, you know, massage therapist for humans and animals, teacher, um, published author, um, art, all of these things, if I look at all of these things that I cobble together to pay the bills, if I'm really honest with myself, this Earth School of Love that began, it'll be three years in January, is why I get out of bed in the morning. So I have found the one thing that I believe I've been put here to, to do. I've been put here to um, spread these messages of um, hope, love, abundance, one thought at a time. And, um, you know, I get to do that. I get to do that with almost, in fact, it's interesting, I believe today Earth School of Love's fan page will reach 7,000 followers, and that's global, which blows my mind. It blows my mind to scroll down. You know, I'll, I'll post three times. I'll post three images with verses, all my own photography, every morning before I leave here at 6 in the morning. I'll post again three more new ones um, at the end of the day before I go to bed. And I'll scroll down and I'll look at the comments and I'll look at the shares and I'll look at the likes and I will not recognize most of the names. They're from people all over who have found something that they re- that resonates with them, that they connect with. And and I take this so, so um so uh, this is so important to me. I, I value every every comment that I get, and I respond personally. And I, I have relationships with these people. And again, I've never met them, but I suppose on some level we've all met, right? We've all, we've yeah, all met yeah, along the way. Yeah. Our souls, our souls recognize one Somewhere. another from a, from afar. So um, so yeah. You know, um, when I hear you receiving, you can't shut me up. I, yeah, I I hear you honoring the receiving that sometimes it takes. When you when you see that many people liking your page, when when you as you said you look at the names and and you don't know them, so you've reached out beyond a, your circle yeah, totally. to people totally. who are seekers. There is a wanting in the yep. world for inspiration yep. and 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 beauty. And you know that I look for your photos and your inspirational ones. I know you do. I love on you. Facebook. I love- no. And I share them, you know, there's two voice of leadership groups. One is for the leaders on Quest. The other is for our listeners who want to stay in touch. So I share them there. And then I share them on my own Creative Journey Coaching Facebook page as well. So, you know, you're posting you. and I'm, okay, shit, let's share. So I'm sharing, in, you know, in three different places. I noticed that. I, and, yeah, and we're course, up, I think we're up at the same time of the day. I think I see, I'm up at 5.30. I think, we are, I think we, like we are, too. are too. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you post those, yeah. all right, share. And so yeah, you have to, you know, one. it hasn't even dried yet. The ink hasn't dried yet, and it's already been shared. And your quotes yeah. always seem to be exactly what I'm thinking or feeling for that day, or what I need for that day. Right. And and you know, we have we also have the photography thing in common. Is that I love to see the world through images, and I and I'm so drawn by yours. Uh, the detail, you know, you you get so close up and personal to the beauty in the details of things. Thank you. I hope I get my camera back today. It's been in the shop for almost. It's been broken since my my trip in uh, in August when I went to Savannah, and my camera just 
shut down on the beach. And, you know, I ran around for a good couple hours down in um, Georgia and then again in South Carolina where I was headed to find a battery. I'd hoped it was just the battery, and it wasn't. Um, it ended up being a shutter malfunction. So I was without my lens. I was without that part of me that has become such an integral part of my, my life. But I realized, I think, on an intuitive level that the universe was giving me a sign. And it was it was clearly, you know what, this is great and you're good at what you do, but you need to be wholly present for this experience. And I was on the ocean. I was camping in a tent on the ocean, Hunting Island, South Carolina, a, a magical place. And, you know, I so that was it. I, I, I didn't fight it. And I know that today. I know when one door closes, there's a reason. So I just, I received that as a gift. And I took the next couple of days to just, um, you know, relax and enjoy the. the instead of photographing the, the waterfowl, I got to be. I got to be with them. You got to be with present them. with them. I, got I to also be think too. I saw that. Yeah, and I also think your camera picked a great time to break. By the way. <laughs> well, it's it's coming back before today. you went on the journey. Before you went <laughs> on the journey, because I'm imagining you on the road, <laughs> right. and and all of a sudden, the, you know, the shutter breaks. And and you don't know where you are and where you're going to find some place to fix yeah, it. So it chose the per- it chose the perfect time to break. Yeah, it was perfect. So uh, yeah, so hopefully it's coming back today. FedEx tried to deliver it yesterday, and for some reason they did not find me home, although I was here all day. So anyway, um, so yeah, <laughs> it's been a, it's been quite a quite a journey so far. So that was my Good. that was my dry run. My trip this summer was my um, first my first um, opportunity to go out into the world solo for uh, for a few weeks, and um, and it was magical. So um, I'm going again. I'm leaving again for a month this time. I'll be leaving here on October 15th, and I believe I'll return sometime before Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. um, excited. Well, really you really put yourself about. out there. You know, I you I'm I admire that in you. You put yourself out I'm there, out you're there. comfortable, you're confident in who you are, and I have to I have to say and I and I really want our listeners to to follow this too. And a few years back you were at least I think it was a few years back, you were you were the subject of a photo shoot with the Women's mm. Revelation Project and, and they've also been a guest on this program, by the way. Yes, I know that. And, I know that. And you were quoted as saying as women, we have the responsibility to shine light into the darkest regions of our souls and to heal from the real and imagined pain. The project empowered me to reexamine some of the hard lines I had drawn over the years, as well as redefine some of the blurry ones. Was the project relevant? No, it was essential. And so I'm curious, what was it mm-hmm. like? Yeah, do you remember that? I'm curious yes, what it was God, like to shine God. a light. Into yeah. some of those darkest regions of your soul, I from a leadership forgotten. perspective, you know, because we like to see things through the lens of leadership. It, what was it like? It taught me. It taught me so much. It, you know, I got to see myself for the very first time. For the very, very first. Once those pictures went live, you know, and you, you know, and they don't tell you. They don't tell you when, when they're going to go live. Oh, no. You know, they don't. They don't. Monica doesn't tell you. But um, you know, I got a text that, oh, we're going live within, you know, an hour. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I remember where I was. I was sitting at my son's basketball game. And I got to see the photos for the very, very first time. And my first reaction was, who the hell is that? didn't (laughs) recognize me. But 
what I saw, it changed, it changed everything. It changed the way I looked at myself. I realized what a beautiful, strong, independent woman I had become. And that was the turning point for me because prior to that I had, um, there, there was a person in my life who wasn't always, um, didn't always treat me the way that I thought I should be treated. And, um, the phone would ring and this person would, um, would talk to me and, I always felt small. I would always feel small. So what I did was, after the pictures went live, I took one of them and I made it my face. I made it my phone. Um, made it the the background on my phone. So whenever the phone rang, whenever um, whenever this person called, that photo would would show up, and it was a reminder to me of a couple things. One that I was that I'm worthy. I'm a worthy person. I have a right to be here. Two uh, that I have a voice. And the third thing was. Nobody, I don't, I don't, nobody deserves to, I don't, nobody gets to talk down to me. And it, in many ways, it, it, it began to inform, um, inform me and teach me that I had something really important to, to put out to the world. Because prior to that, I still, I still held back. I still, still, you know, I was still kind of, um, really into my own, in my own head and, um, it, it, it changed everything. It really, really. It began. It began. The change had begun long before that. But um, that helped me to see me the way others might see me, and um, it was quite. It was, it was really. It was a very empowering, and it continues to be. You know, continues to be. Although my hair is gray now, <laughs> my, hair, my hair is white, almost all white now. You are doing a really brave a new thing. One. You- <laughs> yeah, you know what? And I and I and I wrote to you on Facebook and said, "All right, now you're in my inspiration in another place because you're doing this that really true. brave, hard uh, thing of saying, I'm just growing, I'm just growing ooh. out the color, and really truly time. getting to be long time. you, yep. me, me. Yeah. Forty years colored my hair for forty, you know, forty forty years. My my hair has been long up. enough, right? <laughs> and yeah." Yeah, and that that's part of it too. Timing wise, I don't have time. I, I my hair grows so fast, my metabolism is so high that every fourteen days I was running to the salon to have my hair done, and I love my hairdresser. But and it wasn't even about the money; it was just the time involved. And um, you know, I'm going to be on the road. I don't I don't have time, and uh, it just it, also fearlessness. You know, this has been my year to practice fearlessness in all aspects of my life, and you know, I I I don't want to have to deal with um, with my hair, my hair. So it took courage, though, because people will look at me. They'll look at the top of my head. They'll look at my crown. And, um, but until I could get over that, you know, until I could get over that and say, you know what, this is me, and um, this is just part of becoming who I am. So whatever. Well, you know, one of your and, quotes, your photo quote states, it's not your job to like me, it's mine. Right. <laughs> Yep. So I think True. that's I think that's what I'm it's hearing true. you say there. That's one of my favorite, yeah. by the way, and yeah. and because we're looking for often we're looking for approval and and uh, uh, outside of ourselves, and and it really doesn't matter what others think of us as long as we do no harm. We right. are. Um, it's about us liking us. It's our job to like ourselves, and so I you know that's I, I love the year of fearlessness, and. So, so Earth School of Love. I know we're mm. going to be all over the place because there's so much to talk about in so many different ways, and and we'll and we'll weave in and out. We'll be we'll be mm-hmm. all over the place, and we'll be very focused. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, You've okay. got fabulous photos, beautiful, inspiring quotes. Thank How you. How do you 
keep yourself you're oh, thank you how do you keep yourself in that place of inspiration carol well the, the, it, it hits me um at times i experience um like these waves of creativity and i'll do um, 10 12 sometimes more um i'll I'll find, you know, I'll go back through my photos. And I usually know as I'm shooting, I know when I've got something um, that I can use. But I, I keep them all on the computer and I'll go back in and I'll, I'll, I'll pull out 12 that I think I can work with. And um, what I do a lot is I'll, I'll meditate on one photo at a time. And what is this, what is resonating with me? And it could be a word, it could be a phrase. And then I will um, I will write a verse, or I'll find one, you know. And I will research. You know, my my days of newspapering come back to me. You know, reporting. I will go back and I will research different quotes and find some obscure ones. And I'll source them. I'll use them and I'll source them, or I'll write my own. And um, you know, so then I've got a stockpile. Other times. I'm busy with the business of Earth School of Love. I'm, biz- I'm busy with the production because um, someone said to me, um, well, you're, going on, you're going on another vacation? And I said, no, I'm not going on a vacation. I'm going on an extended business trip from October to November because in reality I'm the creator, I'm the photographer, I'm the writer, I'm the art director, I'm everything. I'm the product developer, the production manager. I'm the marketing director, PR person customer service, I'm the billing department, I'm all of those things. So it's really important for me to set aside time for those roles. Um, and when I feel myself, uh, if I'm feeling barren or I'm feeling like, wow, I haven't created anything new in a couple of days, I'll grab the camera and I'll go out and I'll shoot. And that usually, that's my artist state. You know, I go back to Julia Cameron in the artist way and um, I will re-energize my um my creative energy by going back out into the world and um and that usually always works so um i mean in a in a perfect world if money were no object um i would i would create all day long i mean i would not i would just continue to um to do that work but i but i can't i have to be out there and i have to be doing i have to be doing other things i'm trying to design a a website and have that up and running before i leave and um you know i'm not good at that i'm not i'm not good at that at all so that's got me just a little bit frustrated um yeah, it's and a lot. i may have to it's huge it's huge yeah. so because i it's an e-commerce site you know i've got to upload as many as you know maybe i don't know my best images 48 of them and um, write all the copy, and I can do all that. I'm a writer. None of that is difficult. But it's the it's the coding and all of that that I have absolutely no I have no idea what I'm doing. So um, I think it's time to get the universe step in and send me somebody who um, who wants to give me a hand. So I've got a couple couple weeks, you know, just under under a month before I leave, and it needs to be it needs to be up and running before I go. So. All right, so um, hopefully somebody will hear you here and, and reach hear out me, and hear me. Yeah, yeah. say, I can help you with that. I know how to do that. Yep. That's that's yeah. easy, right, yep. and easy for them, but not necessarily yep. easy if you're not sure 
how to do right. it. And I and I right. do want to talk about the whole funding piece in a minute, but I also mm-hmm. want to ask you before we before we get there a couple of other things. I'm curious that when you first started out, what was the feedback? Were there were there questions or comments about what you were doing? Did anyone say Earth School of what? What? You know? Um yeah, yeah. No. Um no, there there was very little um discussion, there was very little dialogue. When the thought, I remember, and you said it so beautifully in your opening comments, um, I was literally sitting at my desk. I was waiting for a client, a massage client to come in. I had I was teaching a workshop that night, and the thought, I knew I was clear audio for a while, so I hear spirit speaks to me loud and clear. You know, I don't see things, I don't see colors. I hear, I hear what I'm supposed to hear. And over my right shoulder came the thought, and as you said, it was clearly clearly formed earth school of love healing the planet one thought at a time and i remember looking up <laughs> saying what today i don't have time for this today but it's true i knew something had just been something really important had just been given to me so i called my graphic artist that i'd worked with before she came down she designed the logo um and i didn't know what i was supposed to do with it i had no idea and um the the gentleman I was dating at the time said, um, should you start, like, taking your camera around, taking pictures again? And I said, why? What are you talking about? And I listened. I listened to him, and I started taking pictures. And a couple times a week, I would post, I started a Facebook page, a fan page, and I would post the pictures. And I would start getting likes. And I had a couple dozen followers, and it, nothing really happened for a while because I was busy trying to earn a living. I was still, I don't think I had completely accepted the universe's direction and help, but I never stopped, you know, showing up. So I showed up on the page and I continued to post these things. And I don't know when, I don't know what day it dawned on me. Um, but at some point, the work became really vital to me. The creativity um all of that, it dawned on me that I was getting up every morning eager to do this work and um, not leaving a whole lot of time in my schedule for the other things. And then it all shifted. You know, over time it just shifted. And this work became the bulk of the work, and it stopped being work, you know. it. I don't know where the time goes. When I'm doing this, when I'm creating these works of art and um and I'm engaging with my followers, I forget what time it is. I forget. And that's how I know. That's how I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So um, I don't, again, I you don't know, know when when it shifted, yeah. but it did shift. Power, it shifted powerfully. And, um, and I, I think hear that. on some level, when I got out of my car that first time and I made that sales call and then I made another one and no one said no. People said, oh, absolutely, are you kidding? Yes, we would love to have these in our shop. And that was that was um, probably a year and a half ago, about a year and a half ago. Um, and I haven't looked back. I have not looked back. And I was thinking about those 7,000 followers. And, um, you know, I look, I look at the, um, the analytics and I see where the people come from. And clearly most of my followers are from the United States and Canada, but... There's a young, this is a group of women in India, young women, who one of them found the page and told it to, you know, shared it with her friends. And I have this 
little community of young Indian women who somehow um, found me and who private messaged me and asked me questions about university and asked me questions about art. And, oh, my God, I am just, uh, I'm so grateful for, for the opportunity to do this work and to connect with people on this level. It, it's, it's profound. It's absolutely profound, you know, and, um, and if I never sold another card, because, because that's, you know, how I make my money. I mean, I'm giving it away clearly on, uh, on Facebook every day. Um, I'm sharing my gift freely and people can do what they want with them. Obviously they can print them they can, they, you know, they can do whatever. They say Facebook.com or School of Love at the bottom. But um, I don't make a big deal. I don't, you know, I don't make a big deal about licensing or whatever, um, any of that. But if I were to never sell another card, another $3 card, I would still get out of bed every morning and I would still do this work. And I would retire at night the same way. I, this is what I do. And I believe that, and we have said this before, do what you love and the money will follow. There is not a, a cell in my body that doesn't believe that. So, um, And there's so much I, here I'm that is, yeah, there's so much here that I want our listeners to pay attention to. And the the first piece is the, 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 the voice. Uh, that whether it's a voice or it's a picture or it's a color, what you know, whatever speaks to you, please pay attention to that because please. there's it's really something there uh, for you. Please. And then just do it, no matter you know, even if you don't know why you're doing it, just do it. Just yeah. do it. Thank you. Explore mm-hmm. it. See what it feels like for you because I, sometimes people you know try it and then dismiss it and they just haven't given it enough time to really percolate and right. and at some point it begins to have a life of its own it begins or it begins to become so much a part of you that now you can't really separate it from yourself right. and as you know as i hear you yeah. say the getting up in the morning it's it's not as if you're getting up in the morning and going to work you're getting up in the morning and you're doing what just feels so organically Oh, right, it's for you to be doing. You're in right. purpose, right. right? And so I think I think that's so important. And the other piece is about the giving it away. I have heard some incredible artists on this program say, "I don't care what you do. Take my music. Take my stuff. Just please, you know, use it. Put it out there. My money's going to come. I don't need to be. I I don't need to hold dearly onto what I've created for fear that someone is going to somehow take it from me." Because when right. it's really yours, nobody can take it exactly. from you. So I, totally, and, yep, I agree. You know, and so that's I another agree. piece I that I heard. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm, I'm wondering, what does your eye see that perhaps what others eye? don't? What does your eye see that that others don't? Perhaps when you're out on a photo shoot. Or, or maybe the question is, what are you looking for that maybe others aren't? I'm not sure. Whichever one resonates mm-hmm. most for you. Um, but your photos are so beautiful. Such Again, such beauty in the details. So I'm curious um, if you're looking for something or if you're seeing something that others don't. You know, I think I have a, a, a quote. John, I'm probably not going to say his name correctly, his last name, Lubbock, L-U-B-B-O-C-K, John Lubbock has a quote that I use often and it says what we look for depends main what we see depends mainly on what we look for. And 
when I go out, um, I'm looking for beauty. I am moving slowly through the world, and I am open. My heart is open. My my eyes are open. I am looking for beauty. I am looking for the the beauty in the unseen, whether it's the um, the creepy crawler bug that because I believe all all encounters have meaning, whether it's with a bug or a, a an animal. Um, so I'm looking for that unseen world. You know, I'm looking I'm looking to show. I'm looking to photograph something that maybe we've overlooked or we've seen just never paid much attention to. Um, so I go out sort of with an open heart and an open mind um, asking to be shown what it is I need to see that day. And make no mistake, I'll, you know, I'm thinking of film, that back in the days when we all used film and I'll shoot 100, 200 pictures and maybe I'll get 10, you know, um, Maybe I'll get 10 that I can use. But I'll keep shooting, you know, until I have it right. And intuitively I know that I know when I've got the shot. And this is a gift. I mean, I I, I did not go to school. I mean, I've been to school. I have lots of degrees and all kinds of certificates. I didn't go to school photography, for photography. There's that shame in me, that old voice, that old tape that says, you can't call yourself a photographer. You don't have a degree. Um, the, the gift that I have has been given to me from a much higher source than a university. I can say that. Um, I just was, I have this gift, you know, and um, and I share it. I share it with the world. So um, I I have a card that reads, uh, we're all gifted, but just some of us never open the package. I forget who said it. Oh, I'm wow. Sorry. But I like that. Uh, you know what? I, I tore, once I realized what my gift was, I tore into that package with, uh, with, a, with enthusiasm and passion, and, and I opened it up, and there it was. And, um, and it's interesting because I don't have the best eyesight <laughs> I'm I'm legally blind in one eye. I mean, my left no. eye. If I lost, honest to God, I was born with a um, with a defect in my left eye. And um, if I if I lost the vision in my left eye, I mean, if I lost the vision in my right eye, I'd really be screwed. <laughs> I'd be really screwed because everything. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. You know how how what a what a. Uh, what an interesting dichotomy that is, you know, the photographer with with a with one bad eye. So that that also keeps me humble, and that also reminds me every day that I get to do this work that this is a gift, you know. I don't ever want to take this for granted. I, you know, I love my eye doctor. I don't think I'm going to go blind anytime <laughs> soon, but but I don't want to forget that um, just like losing the cam, like having the shutter malfunction when I was in South Carolina. I, mean, I don't know when I, it, when or if I might not get to do this work one day. So, for today, um, for today, I get to do it, and I and I cherish every moment that I get to do this. So, um, yeah. I, and you're and you're currently on a quest. Yeah, on you're a currently quest. on a quest to take this on the road, taking Earth taking School of Love road. on the road. And you you've talked about yeah. it a little bit. Let's let's spend yeah. some time there. I, I know that right now you have a campaign running a, 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 on a crowdfunding platform, 
and um, which I'm sure most of my listeners are familiar with. You know, crowdfunding is is mm-hmm. when you put a project out there, and people you don't know, people you do know, just anybody mm-hmm. in the world is able to contribute a small amount, a big amount, whatever they can to help make it real. And then there's usually some kind of a reward or some something yep. where the person can feel connected to that um, to the campaign. So, tell, would you tell us about? the crowdfunding campaign that you've got running right now so that you can take this on the road. All right. So um, I signed up with Indiegogo, um, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O, to raise $5,000 over a four-week period so that I could take myself and my work on the road across this great country from Rhode Island, East Greenwich, Rhode Island, all the way out to the West Coast and back. Um, the money that I'm trying to raise will help pay for the gas, and um, I think I'm going to do lodging on the cheap. I love Airbnb. That's a whole other story. Um, and I'll be camping on the way back. I can't camp on the way out because I'm going. I'm doing a northerly route, and it's already they already have snow in some parts of the country where I'll be driving. But as the sales rep for Our School of Love, um, I am taking it on the road. So the plan is, in a four-week period, to visit as many boutiques, stores, hospitals um, along the way, selling my work to help pay for gas. I have packs of 10 cards, um, so $30 a piece. Um, I sold eight when I went down south in the summer, so that helped pay for the gas. The um, the additional funds that I hope to raise will buy some batteries for the camera, maybe some extra um, memory. And um, I will be shooting. I will be photographing and posting along the way. I'll be blogging along the way. I will be getting in touch with some of those 7,000 followers across the country who have reached out to me. The best story I could tell you about this is I have a friend who lived in Rhode Island who moved to Texas. And when Earth School of Love, um, when the word went out that I would like to increase the readership, this person helped me by sharing on his page. And he's a survivor, and he knows an awful lot of people. And um, one gentleman from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, um, became my friend on Facebook. And um, he's... Checked, uh, he checks in with me every day. Never met him. Well, he became uh, a major donor to this project, to this, to my crowdfunding, and on some level, even more importantly, him and his wife have offered to drive down from their home when I get to Seattle. They're going to come down from Canada to meet me for the first time in person, and I, I can't tell you how delighted that how delighted that makes me. To know that, I mean, I don't even, so so again, you know, old souls, souls who continue to bump into one another. I mean, what I do resonates with him and what he posts resonates with me. And, um, you know, we met on Facebook. We met on Facebook and I follow him and he follows me. And um, and so, so, yeah, so I'm, right now we are, we've got two weeks left to the campaign and I am at, we are at uh, 13, almost $1,400. Um, and more important than the, than the dollar amount, Linda, 
40 people from around the country have funded from a dollar to a hundred, from a dollar to a hundred dollars. 40 different people have um, sent me private messages and have encouraged me to continue with the work. And I will say this to your listeners, um, and maybe many of them already know this. Crowdfunding is not for the faint of heart. Crowdfunding is not for thin-skinned individuals. <laughs> no, I will tell you. I will tell you. It's been it's been challenging for me um, to not take some things personally. My own. I have a family member, my brother, who I've reconnected with this year, who I sent the link to. Who who said you're 59 years old? Get a job. Get a oh. nine-to-five job. And he doesn't you're get too it. Old. No, of course not. You are too yeah. old to be panhandling. And, you know, I could have gone, I could, I could have really internalized that and taken that to heart, and I didn't. I used it as an opportunity to have conversations with him about this. He doesn't know me. He's not on Facebook. He has no idea how hard I work and how, he has no idea what I do. And so he still hasn't given any money, and he may not, but he understands me a little <laughs> bit better. Um, yeah. And another another sto- story about that is I sent out some press, some requests for coverage, and I sent one to the Providence Journal, which is our big newspaper here, and the reporter wrote me back, and he said, um, this is nothing but a shameless pitch for funding. But honestly, he said, I'm intrigued. Shoot me your phone number so we can talk like humans. And that part of me wanted to say, hello, you know what, go, go, forget it. I'm not interested in what, forget (laughs) it. How does that help us? So I shot him my phone number. He called me. The long and short is he's intrigued enough on Monday to come out with a photographer to write a story. You know, once I had time to talk to him and we've talked for hours, He's like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is yeah, so amazing. Yeah, it makes such a difference. And you know, and and this is the this is the stigma around money and asking for money or asking for help. I I I think and I've and I've I crowdfunded um, once for a for a project uh, to do a to do a workshop at a um, mm-hmm. uh, the South Chicago Children's Arts Center, uh, and um, and they've also been guests on this program. And and it's so challenging because people people's idea around money and around the crowdfunding it's right. it's people gathering together to help support you know it's it's not it's not a panhandling thing except of course right. when it is because there there can be right. people who I guess would mm-hmm. would misuse it but it's a beautiful way to get involved it you know one of the things that we say on Voice of Leadership Carol is that we're there are people who are seekers, and they don't know they don't know what their passion is. They don't know where they, um, you know, what, what their purpose is, or what you know what what should they be doing in the world. And they actually there could many of them could be Renaissance souls who mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. "But I'm passionate about everything. I don't know. I don't have one thing that I want to do." And crowdfunding is a fabulous way for somebody to really get involved and feel that they have made a difference in the world in a one way that they can. If they're not capable, of, let's say they can't, you know, they say, well, I can't go on the road or I can't, you know, I can't travel to foreign countries and spend weeks there helping people or I don't have big bucks to donate to the to causes. 
But to your point, somebody could give a dollar or five dollars. Oh God, yeah. And someone people and have on some campaigns okay. and say, you know right. what, I helped make yeah. this real for yeah. this person, yeah. and 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 really feel, yeah, feel good about yeah. themselves and also yeah. help to direct themselves as to what activates them and excites right. them. Right. And I have to tell you that you know the the few criticisms that I have received, and I mentioned two of them, have they were godsends because they both of those men, both of my brother and the reporter, forced me to sit down and meditate on on what I am trying to do, what I stand for, what I believe in. And it really helped to solidify, for example, this is not a vacation. I'm on an extended business trip. So I I got clear with that, you know. Um, I was able to list all the different roles that I have as the sole proprietor of this this, um, community-based page. Um, So it, it helped. It helped. And you know, as I thought about, well, I, my car's got 92,000 miles on it. It's two years old. Like, oh, God, do I take that? Do I try to find a van or something? And that was where I was headed. My thinking had me driving a cargo van with Earth School of Love emblazoned on the outside. You know, I was going to ride into town with my cards. And and um, about 10 days ago, I got a call from the dealership where I bought my car. And um, they said, oh, there's a... There's a recall for the 2012. We're going to drop a new engine in next week, so we're going to need your car for three days. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that's the universe having my back. I mean, I am going to be driving a a car with no brand, like no miles on this car that's going to have a new engine. That you know what? I pay attention to those signs. I pay attention to um, the way. Spirit supports me in my in my in my mission, you know. So, so I'm taking this car and um, I'm going to throw some snow tires on it, and I'm going, you know, I'm going, and um, and I can't I can't wait I can't wait to meet. Uh, that's these fabulous, people. and I, I yeah I love your I, I love how your the, the the antenna are always out for what's what's the gift in the world, and I and the fact also that. And this is important for our listeners to know too. Sometimes the thing that feels like it's the biz- biggest obst- obstacle, or the person who's the biggest naysayer, if you look yep. at them as an ally, if you look at them as a gift, what what did that interaction cause you to do? Um, right. uh, you know, bes- besides, I mean, and there always could be some reactiveness around around that. But clearing out the reactiveness and really saying, all right, what is this? What is this person or the situation causing me to do? There's always a gift in there. There's always something that really helps us further along on our journey. Yeah, because I'm also I wanted thinking to too. Break. Yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine. And and I I'm, I'm I also to thinking too. In. You know, you can get those. You know, those magnetic signs that you can have made that you just yeah, kind of yeah. stick on the side of your car. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. love to see you have one of those, and I'd love to see. I would love to see Earth School <laughs> of Love riding into town. You know, here's and here. Here I come. I think that's fabulous. I I really love that. And and so this, the, you've talked a little bit about the what I guess the social media part of the journey. You know, you said yeah. in your campaign you're going to be having some.
social media conversations along the way as well as some of the face-to-face conversations it sounds like you're going to have with people who have been fans what what would that what will those look like are um um you going to be blogging with us or are you going to be finding something yep. like a Google chat or something where we can see you live in in your yeah, yeah. In your journey? Skyping, I'll be I'll be I'll be Skyping I'll be um I'll be I'll definitely be posting to to my page to Twitter to you know all the places where you know I'm currently using um Airbnb if you're familiar with it if your listeners are or they're not um Airbnb is a, a modern day bed and breakfast sort of uh way to network and um it again no coincidences you know no coincidence that um when i left for my trip over the summer i posted something on facebook and said hey i'm gonna be gone for a few weeks anybody any of my east greenwich or rhode island friends want to rent my space it's a great space and a friend of mine said you want to try you want to check out airbnb you know what, what is that and i did and it was a very user it is a very user-friendly site and i threw my apartment up um uh, on their um, on their page, and my house, my apartment rented for a couple of weeks while I was gone. So, for me, the synergy is is remarkable. You know that I have the the energy in my uh, space here is is wonderful. It's conducive to so many different things, and it's a really powerful and creative space. And people get to come here, and whether I'm here or not, you know, I trust the universe will provide just the right people. And it's worked beautifully. And I, in turn, when I go out into the world, I go on to Airbnb and I look for places where I might stay. And the the best thing is my first stop is going to be Syracuse University to visit my, my first, my, my young son, my, my baby. And then I'm on to Buffalo. So I'm going to be driving eight-hour days. So my stay in Buffalo is, is at a um, a place run by the youngest, apparently, the youngest Airbnb host in the country. She's a 17-year-old beauty pageant queen. She's um, Miss New York Junior. Um, she's a student at a, a, a private school, and her parents let her use the family home, the family Victorian home, um, to run her little Airbnb innkeeping business, and the proceeds all go to support her pageant work and her private school education. And her father's an author, and he also drives a cab. And so I found them for $47 my first night. I'm staying with them. And hello, like, the, forget, I mean, the photo ops I'm sure will be will be wonderful. But the energy, connecting with this young entrepreneurial girl and meeting her dad, the author, and going on a, you know, a tour of Buffalo in his cab. I mean, <laughs> there's a book here. Yeah, there's, there's no way you're an introvert, Carol. That's, <laughs> that's another, I mean, I cannot wait to meet these people, you know. But I can't, you know, I can't stay too long because I'm doing Chicago, you know, you know, the next day. But, yeah. but I am just blessed, you know, and I'm doing it. I'm I'm doing it on a on a prayer. I'm doing it on a shoestring, and I'm, uh, you know, I don't. This isn't about the money. This isn't about having money. This isn't about making a lot of money. This is about one life, one creative life that I get to have today. And I'll tell you, I'm just, I'm going for it. I'm going for it, and I'm going to give back to my readers and the people that have supported this project. And um, 
you know, I'm, I'm doing it. And I invite everybody else to follow, follow whatever it is that, you know, you know what it is and steep inside. Or you may not know. You may feel it, but be too afraid to tap in. Tap in, folks. Tap into that and your life will change and grow and become just this beacon, you know. I'm not here to get stuff. I'm not here to buy a new car, get another place to... I'm here to serve the world. We're all here, you know. We're all here to serve each other. And uh, I don't know, I just feel I just feel so grateful and so blessed that, you know, it took what it took. It took, I'm 59, yeah, I'll be 60 in December. And um, it doesn't matter how long it took. It's here, and um, and I'm, I'm going with it. So I'm just, I'm so delighted, so, so, so delighted. Carol, we're nearing the top of the hour. How can our listeners find out more about you, about your work, and especially about the Indiegogo campaign? Um, the thing to do is find me at facebook.com backslash Earth School of Love, all two S's. Earth School of Love, no, um, no, no apostrophe, um, and everything you need, everything listeners need to find is there. And then I can, if they reach out to me in a private message, I can direct them from there. If they go to the Indiegogo site um, and Google Earth School of Love and community, um, the, the campaign itself will pop up. So that's um, not hard to find. And if they, or if they're on my Facebook page. I, I share the link often so they can click on that too. Not It's not hard to find. Terrific. So before we close, I have, I have a, a little special surprise. I want to share a poem that our poet-in-residence, Carolyn A. Dragon of the Poet's Way, picked out for you. Are you ready? Oh, God. Yeah, I'm ready. It's called The Journey by David White, who's one of my favorite poets. Above the mountains, the geese turn into the light again, painting their black silhouettes on an open sky. Sometimes everything has to be inscribed across the heavens so that you can find the one line already written inside you. Sometimes it takes a great sky to find that first bright and indescribable wedge of freedom in your own heart. Sometimes, with the bones of the black sticks left where the fire has gone out, someone has written something new in the ashes of your life. You are not leaving, even as the light fades quickly now. You are arriving. And that's The Journey by David White. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. I wanted to read that for you as you start out on this journey, that you're not really leaving, you are arriving. And I want to thank you so much for being my guest on The Voice of Leadership, and thank you for your work in the world. Thank you so much, Linda. You're so welcome. And a big thanks to our listeners for supporting the voice of leadership and especially for continuing to support the work of our guests like Carol. Next week we have author Amy Logan and director Nina Nejad talking about the documentary film The Price of Honor. It's a film about the honor killings of two teenage sisters, Amina and Sarah Saeed, by their father Yasser in 2008. Honor killings are happening every day, more than we even realize, and Amy and Nina are on a quest to make sure that the world knows about this devastating family practice and to help bring Yasser Saeed, who is still at large, to justice. We end our program with the music of Cindy Campo. This is Turn Up the Volume. Good night, Carol.
Good night, all. Good night, Linda. Thank you. Do you feel strong? No longer bound. Found your path with both feet on the ground. Found your voice in a world of madness. Loving your light, shining your light. Roll like stones thrown into a rough sea. Cause a ripple effect of harmony The gift that whispers deep in our souls It's a symphony of love for all the world to know Oh